welcome to the second season of the Yamcast, where we help young adults navigate this world and assist anyone in starting a young adult ministry. We do this by going through some books of the Bible that we are currently going through with our own young adult group. I am one of your hosts, Erica Haas. And I'm the other host, Chris Stukenberg. We love to guide this age group through life and their faith. And this season, we're actually going to cover the book of Ruth. Uh-huh. We're super excited about it. So if you'd like to know more, check us out at Instagram at the Yamcast or Facebook at YamcastPod, or you can email us at YamcastPod at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, please share with your friends because we all know that sharing is caring. Subscribe, rate, and review on any of the podcast platforms. All right, on to another little yam snack. Who doesn't love sweet potatoes? I actually really do. I do too. I think they're delightful. And you can do them in many ways. Yeah. I mean, they're not like cauliflower. Cauliflower has blown up, but. But I don't know if you know still this, doing it in a lot of ways. With a sweet potato, it's never really a snack. It is a full blown meal, right? It's true. I don't just be like, let me just go get a sweet potato. No, when I eat I'm one, it's hungry. like, that was good for dinner. We're mm-hmm. good now. Mm-hmm. I would agree. So this yam snack, we're going to go back to the monthly five. We said we'd do it monthly, and we're really close. We're getting, we're doing it. So we're going to do that again. And, and Erica, I'm going to start with the question, what are you reading? So as I said last time, I moved through nonfiction slowly. So I'm still going through The Unseen Realm by Dr. Michael Heiser. And I'm still going through The Enneagram and Christian Perspective by Richard Rohr. One thing that I just finished was um, an, a fiction book by Sarah Dessen, Saint Anything is what it is called. She just writes fluffy, young adult, they're just pleasant to read books. And then I'm moving on to one thing I just started that I usually read at night before I go to bed. This one is called Such a Fun Age by Kylie Reed, which is very interesting because it's going to have some some different things to do with race, which I'm excited to read Um so it's a nonfiction or sorry, it's a fiction. So I'm excited for that one. What about you, Christopher? What are you reading? So I've got some light reading going on. You don't ever have I light actually, reading. What are you talking about? I have two fiction books that are sitting in my house. Fiction? That I, I'm not reading, but I, they're, they're sitting, si- they're sitting there. I'm ready to get into them at some point. Uh, maybe I'll take a week off and read two books in a couple of weeks. Who knows? Uh, but I'm reading Demons and Spirits and Biblical Theology by John Walton. And I, I picked it up because I... I, I suspected that it was going to have a different perspective than the unseen realm. And I'm not totally understanding all of it yet. And John Walton is brilliant. He's like amazing. Uh, he's one of the best biblical scholars that I can, if you find something by John Walton, it's going to be probably way over your head, but it's totally worth reading. He uses big words and he's really annoying in that way. <laughs> uh, but this one is, I, I don't know if it's a critique of the unseen realm. He hasn't quoted that yet. He's quoted a bunch of other books, but he's definitely looking at the the idea of demons and spirits in a slightly different way than what a number of individuals in the typical, you know, Christian sphere would look at. So I'm diving into that. And then honestly, this whole COVID thing has me looking at church and rethinking how we do church and wanting me to just reprocess some of that. And so I've actually pulled two old books off the shelf. One is called Launching Missional Communities by Mike Breen. And the other one's called The New Dynamic Church Planting Handbook by Becker, Carpenter, and Williams. And I've been thumbing through those. These I read these years ago, uh, one for seminary and one just because I was really excited about the idea of, of missional communities. 
but there it's a different way of doing church just kind of a, a way of processing it differently so i'm thumbing through those right now just rethinking and trying to gauge what the next steps would be you know we're we're talking through what the relaunch of of church is going to be we know it's not going to be church as normal for mm-hmm. potentially a really long time if ever and it might be a good thing it might yeah. be a good thing that we totally restructure what that looks like but these books are helping me just kind of process that a little bit and uh you know come up with some ideas that might help our staff re-strategize in the months ahead as we start to look at the the relaunch mm-hmm. that sounds good those actually sound interesting i might pick them up and then be done in two weeks or two years. So what are you watching? Seeing as we've got lots of time, what are you watching? All right. I, I'm going to put this disclaimer out. Every time that you ask the question, what are you watching? There's a lot that's being watched. Yes. I'm not going to share everything that I'm watching because I don't feel like some of it would be valuable for this podcast. Agreed. Thank you. Because uh, okay, so, I'm not going to share everything so either. So there's the disclaimer. There are things that are being watched that I don't know that I would want to tell other people to watch them, but they're interesting to me and they're fun. Uh, but whether it's because of language or violence or other things, I'm going to just meander away. away from that. Mm-hmm. However, the one that I'm watching, oh, dude, it is. I, I don't know if you're watching this too. I am. I saw that you put that and I was like, it, I didn't put that on my thing, but it it's good. It is taking me back to my childhood it is reminding me of when chicago sports was super fun the only other time that chicago sports was more fun in my mind mm-hmm. than this documentary and you all know what i'm talking about by this point but but when the cubs won the world series in 16 that was the only thing in my life that was bigger than what i'm watching mm. which is the last dance it's and so good. ESPN did this amazing documentary. And, you know, I just said this whole thing about language and violence. Both of those things are they, definitely. They, it is in full force. <laughs> when you've got Dennis Rodman involved in anything, uh, it, it makes for things. And Michael Jordan is not exactly like a saint. And no, we all, we all no. know that now. I think when I was growing up, I always looked at that guy and I thought he is like. He was on a pedestal. The greatest Christian I've ever met. And I didn't even know he if he followed Jesus. <laughs> but, but in my mind, he was so squeaky clean. And I was like, mm-hmm. that guy. Man, he must love Jesus so much. Look at what he's doing. And he was clean to, in the beginning of his career. He didn't smoke, didn't drink, didn't you know do all the drugs and everything that all of his teammates were doing and stuff. But, dude, the last dance, I, I remember the 98 season and the feeling of, is this it? Is this the end of it? And that's mm-hmm. really the whole point of the documentary. So if you're not watching it, even if you're not a sports fan, I think you'll appreciate it. Because my wife doesn't love, love sports, Mm -hmm. but she remembers this era a little bit and we're watching it and she's like, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. And she's making connections that she didn't realize were there and it's fun. And I'll push pause sometimes and be like, he's going to drop 55. And you know, we push play and they're like, and Jordan dropped 55. And I'm like, I I remember watching that game and thinking, I can't believe he's back. This is amazing. Mm -hmm. You know? So there's all these amazing moments that are in it and it's just, dude, I'm I'm like a kid again watching it, so it's really cool. I know. I We also are watching that. We really – it ends up just being when we catch it on ESPN. I don't have any other place to watch it on. But the only thing – I had to look up on Wikipedia just to, like, follow timeline-wise because sometimes they – I have to be like, wait, he's not there, but Pippin's there. What ha-? Like, I have to yep. – so they do jump around a lot with time. And so I had to re- go, okay, there's a chunk – he wasn't playing. He did baseball. Why did he come back? Baseball was actually having a strike. So then, yeah, so I had to, I Wikipedia'd the entire, you know. It may not be the worst idea to look at the timeline. Yes, bri- I would agree. Briefly and then have it open. For me, it was just, 
it, I you, lived yeah. it. I remembered it. I mean, we were playing basketball in the backyard and we were like, I'm Pippin, I'm Jordan. You know, like we were always picking mm-hmm. which bowl we wanted to be. So I am totally in it. But, but I can get, if you weren't like totally into it in that moment, you wouldn't totally know what's going on. Well, and I knew this, his second three more than I did this first three. Yeah. And I was unsure of where I thought the baseball thing was later. And so I just, yeah, I was unsure of where the baseball thing came in. And then the Space Jam thing, I was like, wasn't that during baseball? Anyways, but it wasn't. And so, right. yeah, I had to, I also was, I mean, 10. So I had to kind of remember anyways. Right. So. It's good. So, yeah, I, we really enjoy that as well. And just I, I also hearing point, things point about out it. really quickly that. The pronouns that you're using here are we. We are watching. We are watching. I just think that's great. Well, I'm actually talking about my mother and I, but it's okay. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Um, I think I said I am watching this. Oh, yeah. And I'm just saying it's really cool that you've yeah. got we. We. We are watching. Yeah. So I, like, agreed. I'm not going to share everything that I'm watching. One show that we did watch a little bit of that was really interesting was called The Messiah. It's on Netflix. Have you watched it at all? So, do you know the premise of it? I thought about starting it, and I I just haven't gotten to it yet. So, you have to—it's one where you actually have to pay attention, because they have things subtitled. I can't can't be on my phone the whole time. No. I mean, it's just the subtitling is hard, because you're like, I got to actually read this to hear what's going on. And it's not happening all the time, but it is—it's almost as if the Messiah—and they never actually—I don't know if they actually—because I've only watched maybe three episodes, but it's basically if the Messiah were now, Mm -hmm. and he's— kind of jumping around and they're like who is this guy they have the fbi the cia they're like wait a second he was literally just in the middle east how is he now in texas like there it's which plane would he have like and they're also trying to rationalize it and make it not miracle-esque so they're like he got on oh that's the plane anyways it's it's very interesting it's just a very interesting idea and thought are they treating messiah here as like the savior of the world or are they looking at it from a the biblical viewpoint or don't you know yet? Um, I don't really know yet. And I don't even know if they've said Messiah. It's it, just called that. Yeah. Yes. Okay. They might a little bit later, but they just know he does very interesting things. He gets in and out of place. Like they're just, cause he was like in custody and then he's literally vanishes and they're like, who let him out? Like they, yeah. So it's, yeah. So Ant-Man did that too. <laughs> that was what it was. <laughs> he just couldn't make himself... <laughs> That actually would be so bad at the very end. They're like, oh, he just can make himself really small and travel, blah, blah, blah. There you go. It's interesting. But another one, and this one I will put some disclaimers on. Oh, no, sorry. We did watch The Willoughby's on Netflix. Did you watch that? Mm -mm. It's an animated. It's a fun. The book is really good. I think it's better than the movie, obviously, because usually they are. But I also am a Survivor watcher, which I'm going to – that's on tonight, the finale. I have youth group tonight, which means I'm going to try to watch it tomorrow. Anyways, I do really like Survivor. I love the challenges. That's usually why I actually watch it. But, And then a show that I will give some disclaimers to, there are suggestive things. So if – and there – yeah, they aren't necessary. There's only a couple of them, and I just kind of was like, whatever, I'm not going to worry about that. But it is a very interesting idea called Upload. It is on Amazon Prime. Basically, instead of dying, you can upload your subconscious to this other reality. Mm. It's very interesting. And like they even talk about one of the characters believes in heaven as an afterlife. And the guy's like, oh, you actually really believe that? Like it's it's very interesting. It's a area that potentially I think we could be going like they want to live forever. So they 
instead of letting their body die, they can choose to, but you have to have money. You have to be able to, it's, it's a very interesting idea. It's the same guy, uh, Greg Daniels that did, I think the office parks and rec. So he's very, yeah, it's very interesting. If you can look past probably two things that are kind of like, ugh, I didn't like that. The rest of it is just an interesting idea. It's new, which I think is sometimes lacking in a lot of our TV nowadays and in a lot of our movies is just that new idea. So it's very interesting. I, I want to bring this one up just really quick because I don't know if you've ever had this experience, but there have been movies in my life that I've watched when I was not necessarily following Jesus in the way that I should have. And then later... I have like a college ministry or a group of students over at my house and they're like, let's watch this movie. And we put, put it in and then I'm like, oh, that's way worse than I thought. I have to like take it out. I'm having that experience with my kids right now mm, mm-hmm. because they've wanted to watch The Office forever. And so we said, you know what? Let's, you're watching other shows that are similar. Let's get started. And we got maybe halfway through season three and I was already feeling a little uneasy. And then it just got so uh, mature. There were, mm-hmm. there were just things that are happening that I'm like, why, why does this matter? And I didn't remember that being in the show as much. And now I'm just sort of disgusted with that part of it. I still love that show. It's like one of my favorite shows of all time and the greatest, probably the sitcom ever. But my kids are kind of mad now that they're not able to keep watching. And I'm like, no, we're going to wait a few more years because you're just not ready for it. So that, that we're watching that too, or we started watching it, but we gave it up. So the last dance is the big thing. Uh, so what are you learning? That's the third question. What are you learning? Um, so something that I'm learning is to, that you can't always be a passive observer and sometimes you need to act or speak up or, and this kind of goes with my, like what's been on your heart too, just under, trying to understand when you're supposed to do that. So, um, yeah, like I, I will, I will talk about, or I talked about in a previous podcast where, this guy's tattoo says action over intention and just that you, that you need to, your intentions mean literally nothing unless they have action to back them up, right? Like, like I remember when people would say to me, oh, I thought about doing that. And I'm like, that means trash to me. Like, that means absolutely, like talk is cheap, as people say, you know? And so realizing, like, I don't, yeah, the whole thing that happened you know, a couple of weeks ago, and it's still technically happening, happening with Amon Arbery. And that, I don't know why previous ones of the same idea have not impacted me, but this one really did. And realizing that I have a role in this and I'm, and I'm choosing, I don't want to continue to be just that passive person, but I want to be an educated person. And I want to know that, um, I am a white person that that can stand up for other people and for the injustice that is happening in our world and that Jesus did that. But also knowing like the how to do that wisely, if that makes sense too. Like I don't want to just villainize people. And somebody had put it very well that they are standing on this. Um, I don't even know how they exactly worded it, but basically saying like, I want justice for this thing that was wrong that happened. But I also want like I also have compassion for the people who did this because they were so like so angry and they were blinded by that anger and that hate. And so like holding both of those together, like I want justice, but I also pray for those people 
that committed this injustice because I want to see their hearts change too and not just seeing them as like you're a monster and seeing them as evil because they're not they're humans that yeah are blinded by this hate or whatever it might be you know what I mean Mm -hmm. yeah and I I know you're not saying this so I'll just clarify it but you're not saying that African-Americans or anybody else need white people to step up. It's more the idea that so often we're just blinded to it and we shouldn't be. And there's moments, this one's big for me too. There've been a number of other ones, but this one, the narrative just fell apart so quick that it, all of the reasons for them doing what they did to this man all falls short. Mm-hmm. And the problem is even some of the other ones that have happened in the last few years didn't even need any reasons to also fall short. But there was always a, another part of a narrative that you're like, well, if I was in that position, I don't know what I would do. In this case, he wasn't the instigator. He wasn't the one that was doing anything wrong. There was no actual narrative for anybody to pull a gun on anybody. Mm-hmm. And then if, if, if I was in that position and I was running down the street and somebody did that to me, I don't know how I would react. And so it's difficult for us to process. Like, I don't know what I would do with that. Mm-hmm. But then the fact that you and I would probably never have a gun pulled on us as we're running on the street is a really sobering pill for us to think through. So I'm with you. That's a big one to th- think through. Uh, the one that I'm learning the most as, you know, this COVID-19 thing goes on and on and on and on and on. I'm finding myself needing to learn contentment again. And it's one of those things where I've had a lot of these things in my life where I, I think I've figured it out and I don't, then I get this punch in the face. I'm like, fine, I'm not even close, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I'm a pretty content person. I don't have a lot of stuff. I don't want to have a lot of stuff. You know, I just, I live pretty simply. I'm I'm passionate about what I do. I'm passionate about the people that I'm working with. Dude, I, I don't, I don't need stuff. So I'm pretty content. And then this happens and I am like the most discontent person that I've, like, <laughs> I just in moments of anger, moments of pseudo depression, just, just fed up with it all. And God is having to just rework my heart. And there've been some really neat moments in the last two weeks for sure. Cause there were probably four weeks before that I was really all over the place. But in the last two weeks, God has just sort of renewed a love for him content. I'm, I'm okay. And that's a big one that I'm learning. I feel like I'm always, I'm always reminded of, yeah, in Philippians when Paul says like, I'm going to be content in every circumstance. And I'm like, ah. Shut up, Paul. Yeah. You don't know my life. Uh. Yeah. So Chris, what are you listening to nowadays? Man, I can't get off of listening to Andy Mineo. That dude is just my favorite rapper. Love what he's doing. Uh, there's even a newer album. It's kind of like a bunch of tracks that never got finished that are just kind of laying there and they create, it's genius. I mean, some of the stuff that he's doing there is genius. So Minio's big. Uh, second one, uh, I think I said this last time, but definitely in the last month, I've spent a little less time listening to some of my other podcasts and I'm just digging into exploring my strange Bible, which is Tim Mackey from the Bible project. It's just a bunch of his sermons that are all compiled and there's nothing uh, uber life altering. It's just fun listening to someone preach through passages and critiquing him and letting my heart kind of wander. Like, oh, how would I deal with that? Or, mm. oh, that was a great illustration. And I, I listen to a lot of sermons anyway, 
because I want to get better and better and better at what I do. And so I'm trying to refine my craft and it's really helpful to do that. So that's Exploring My Stream Bible is a great one. It's just a bunch of his teachings over, you know, multiple years uh, kind of compiled. And then I, I grew up in a small town and everyone listened to country music. I hated country music. I got... <laughs> I also feel like it was a very common thing to say back then. Like, but, but ugh, all, country music. But all my friends loved it so mm. much. And I don't know if it was a contrarian part of me mm, or be. if it was that I was so immersed in it that I wanted to have nothing to do with it. So I, I hate country music. I have for a long time. And then I married a country music lover. <laughs> and my kids love country music. So I don't listen to country music, but I listen to country music because I live in the house. Secondhand. That I, yeah. yeah. So I called it, you know, it's, it's like secondhand yeah. music. You know, I don't, I'm not trying to listen to it, but it's there. But so I'm listening to a lot of Brett Eldridge and Abby Anderson, not because I'm wanting to, but, but because it's on. But I will say, I really appreciate their vibes. Really fun, good country, unique country. Someone would probably say, those aren't country music like that. Give me George Strait. Uh, no, I'm good. Like I, I'm good. Like Brett Eldridge's kind of jazzy feel to it is great. And Abby Anderson's kind of an up and coming artist and my daughter just loves her. And so I get a lot of Abby and it's good. Sounds good. What are you listening to? So my, my usual podcasts of Annie F. Downs podcast Bible binge, but I found a new podcast. It came up on my Spotify like, Ooh, you should do this. And it is each episode, they are reading a chapter of Harry Potter. And it is, so like chapter one was read by Daniel Radcliffe. Chapter two was another British person, but I don't know exactly who she was. Third one was written by Eddie Redmayne. It's so cool. So it's basically audiobook, but written by different characters. That's a great concept. I am never going to listen to it. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Also because I, well, I just watched the first, not just, I mean, well, I did. A couple days ago, I watched the first movie. I own all of them and I never get sick of them. I find them extremely fascinating. But now listening, because me and my mom were kind of asking some things like, because she loves them too. And so we were like, but did this happen? When did this happen? Blah, blah, blah. And so then listening to the story, I was like, oh, this is when this happened, blah, blah, blah. Because I have read them each two times, but you forget things. So mm -hmm. I really enjoy that. If you're not a Harry Potter fan, you wouldn't enjoy that. But if you have kids, they think they put out two a week. So another thing that I am listening to is a woman called Sarah Reeves. Her album is called Easy Never Needed You. And I'm just like, isn't that the truth? Talking about Jesus. So it's just really good. I, yeah, I really enjoy the words she has to say, but also I just really enjoy her voice and how she puts her production of her songs together. So I really enjoy her. been listening to that as well. Cool. So our last segment is what has been on your heart. So for myself, um, kind of going with the, the, like, what am I learning is... Um, kind yeah, like thinking about who Jesus was and yes, I know he stood up for injustice, but like, what was that? Like what injustice did he actually, you know, stand up for? And, 
as we know, churches are not able to meet in their actual buildings. And I, and I feel like a lot of Christians have been rising up being like, that's, that's hindering my religious freedom and that sort of thing. And I just was kind of like, I don't, I don't feel like Jesus would be saying that. Like, I don't think Jesus would specifically talking about meeting in a church. I don't think that, that Jesus would be up in arms about, about, and calling that religious freedom. If you know, if you, um, if you understand what I'm saying. So, because I don't really think that the government is really actually, we, we think it's, they're restricting us, but it's like, no, we can still do what we want to do just because we're not meeting in a church. I think he cares more about our hearts and us loving people and us being the church, not us coming to the building, the church, if that makes sense. So that's been something that's been on my heart is just kind of questioning what people get riled up about and just being like, is that, is that a worthy cause? Like, is that something that Jesus would have been up in arms about or would he have been kind of like, we're slightly entitled as Americans to think that this is a right that we're supposed to have. But like, I don't necessarily think that that's something that is a worthy cause that God would have been like, yes, you need to be meeting in your church, if that makes sense. Do you have thoughts to yeah, there's a lot bring of mo- on that? There's a lot of moments uh, that COVID kind of shows things that we, and I think anything in our life gives us a chance to pause and reflect if we let it, you know. Mm-hmm. And this isn't my thought. I'll get to mine in just a second. But to, to kind of leapfrog on what you're saying I think what's disappointing to me is how much we idolize Sunday morning in America. And so politically, people are are clamoring to, like, get us to open back up to sort of make a case that that's what religious freedom is, as opposed to understanding that our role as a disciple of Christ is to be the church every moment of every day. Sunday morning is a piece of a much larger puzzle. It's a, we spend, as pastors, we spend a lot of time dealing with Sunday morning to get it off the ground and looking good and feeling good. And it's almost, that that would that convicts me a lot right now. That's even part of the reason why I'm reading those books mm-hmm. that I'm reading. It's sort of just, let me rethink this a little bit. Did I get too caught up in what Sunday morning is and could be? The programming Which is an American idea. Because if you go to the first century, their idea was church every single night. So they were breaking bread together every single night after work, seven days a week, listening to a sermon seven days a week, really wanting to follow Jesus. And so discipleship was just ingrained in them. So they were talking about their day that day and then how they can impact the day after and that kind Mm. of stuff. And we, we deal with it as a, an hour on a Sunday. That's sometimes an inconvenience to us. And what's amazing is those who aren't always at church on Sunday because they find other things to do are some of the people who are screaming the loudest right now. About getting it Give back. us back our religious freedom. And so, again, this is not what's on my heart, but you're, yeah. you're springboarding into something that's stirring in me, but I'm not ready to like share all those thoughts yet. But, but part of what I'm doing is just going, man, we idolize Sunday morning and we... We're messed up. We need to rethink that. Not saying that that's not important. Sunday morning will be great when we're able to do it again. Mm-hmm. But maybe we should rethink that a little bit. So again, that's not what's on my heart, but it, you, you're you're stoking a fire there that I, I'm just realizing is there. Uh, the biggest thing for me that I've I'm over the last few weeks since we did the last you know monthly five 
uh, what God's doing in my heart is, and I don't know how to say it right. So I'll just say it this way. The, the biggest question that I'm asking is, is this who you really want to be? And that's coming up in a lot of areas. And I have these great moments in my life where this happens, where God sort of restructures and rethinks things. But I, where I'm at is I'm looking at my life. I'm looking at who I am. I'm looking at what I'm doing. And there's some things that are unsettling to me that I don't love that are there. Uh, having to sit at home more than I used to, you know, and sometimes having all my work done and then looking around going, all right, what's next? Um, I don't know if I'm enjoying time with my kids as much as I should be. I mm. don't, I don't know if I'm investing in my relationships as much as I should be. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm the man I want to be. And, and I don't have an answer for that yet, but that's what's in my heart right now. I'm just, I'm just asking, and it's a huge existential question, right? Like, is this really who you want to be? But I, I'm definitely letting the spirit do some work and, and he's, he's in the middle of doing that right now. And yeah, so I'll just leave it there. That's, it's on my heart. I don't know what's going to happen with it, but it's just really cool to have this moment to let the Lord just kind of poke and go. What are you thinking? I know when we have time to really ponder a lot, yeah, things can kind of come to the surface. And yeah, I I mean, even during this time, I've had some of those thoughts and questions too. Like, have I been spending this time super selfishly? Have I not been reaching out to people and being intentional and trying to, yeah, bring somebody, like when I see, I see these things where people are like, oh, somebody, so-and-so brought me this or brought me this and brought me this. And I'm like, I totally could be doing that, but I'm not. And so it's like, or, but then there's the other side of it where it's like, do I just do it because I feel like I should be rather than I'm actually feeling led to do it? Am I doing it to make myself feel better? Is it, yeah, because I, I mean, I struggle with being productive and so that makes me feel like I'm, you know, like almost earning it. So yeah, there's, yeah, a lot of that, that goes on in my mind too. So yay for stay at home. Yay. (laughs) So another monthly five in the books. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time. Peace. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Yamcast. You can check us out at yamcast.podbean.com or on any other podcasting apps like iTunes. We would love it if you'd leave us a review that is any number between four and a half and five stars. If you have any questions that you'd like us to answer here on the podcast, you can email us at yamcastpod at gmail.com. That is yamcastpod at gmail.com. If you'd like more information about us, you can check us out at parkhillschurch.com or on the app store with the Park Hills Church app. We are also on Instagram, so give us a follow at the Yamcast. cast.